If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, January 20th, 2023. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I am joined by the new face of video games blessing Eddie Oye Jr. Does it still feel weird to you to say 2023? It does. Uh, honestly, saying January 20th, that seems weird. Like, how are we mm. closer to February? Yeah, how has December? it been? How has half of January already gone by? I don't now? know. I really don't know. That's actually really weird. Yeah, because like that means that we are we're getting real close to review season just kicking off and never ending. This is this is the, the eternal, review year. Yeah, it's like winter is coming, but it's like review season's coming. It's just about to be cold. It's global reviewing. Yeah, <laughs> global just, reviewing. The, the, the everybody. climate's changing. <laughs> the, the review climate. How are you changing. doing this morning, Bless? I'm doing all right. You know, yeah. it was a not a chaotic morning, but it was one of those mornings that I, that was slow to start for me, where I wake up. And for some reason, it's just very cold in my room, probably because it's very cold in San Francisco. And so I'm like, I don't want to get out from these covers. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't want to like take off the blanket. I just want to stay here. So yeah. I stayed there for longer than usual. And let me tell you, when you stay in bed longer than usual, that is not a great start to your morning. Because then it's you, a great reward, though. It's a great reward for yourself. But then you wake up and it's like, oh, okay, I got to rush the shower. It's good for you in the moment. But then, uh, you know, the you in 20 minutes is like pissed why'd off. I yeah, it's that? like, why'd I do that? Because yeah. now I got to like rush the document together. Oh, man, the, today's a weird news day. Oh, man, okay. Now I got to pull together the, all these things. Today's our, kind of, our um, weekly meeting, which happens mm -hmm. like 30 minutes before KFG so i have less time to prepare it was a chaotic morning for me i'm not gonna lie it's a lot it's a lot i'm having a pretty bittersweet moment today oh Aaron. tell me about it Aaron. blessing the people get us confused all the time we look alike it's yeah. it's really weird how much nick misses uh mixes up our names yeah cobra kai announced that season six will be the final season oh no wow. and it's coming soon and on one hand i'm torn apart because i don't want it to end mm -hmm. but on the other hand i am so happy that we not only have more, but they have the goal of finishing it. Oh, finishing yeah. you're gonna watch it. You're gonna, you're gonna see a Cobra Kai uh, series finale. Let's fucking go. That's that's actually really very exciting. Bring out the swank, baby. Can Bring I tell you? Swank. I I've been watching um something very similar to Cobra Kai, the Australian Open. <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok specifically. Mm -hmm. I've not been actually watching the Australian Open. Yeah. I've been watching Australian Open clips on TikTok, and I I've I I, I kind of want to get into tennis. Is, is my takeaway from all this because like all the clips of the Australian Open and usually all the tennis clips that I see on TikTok because I'm firmly on tennis TikTok for whatever reason they seem to be having fun in that sport you know everybody's really, having fun. everybody's really fr friendly everybody's really outspoken there was a clip I saw of a dude who like he played a very long match and then he went and complained to the uh, officiator about like yo why can't I have more bathroom breaks? And he was like going off about the bathroom breaks. And I was like, you know what? Going sir? off about the bathroom breaks. And I was like, the tennis seems like such a laid back sport. Good for you. Like, yeah, get you your, your bathroom breaks. Well, I don't know about laid back, but yeah. It seems chill. Like, they're it seems like they're having fun. Grunting, you know, always like, uh, 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 Bless you. Should uh, we get really into yeah. tennis? Dude, I'm totally down to get into tennis. Same. I'm, Same. I'm, I like the thing that I'm good at ping pong. 
Table tennis. I also like to think that you're good at ping pong. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. You know, of get, course. Get us to get us a table tennis table and put it in the back. We're gonna play some table tennis. Let's do it. You know, we're gonna have to do that later because this is kind of funny games daily, where each and every weekday we come at you with all of the video game news that you need to know, including some of today's top stories: Nintendo increasing Switch production, more games industry layoffs, and a whole bunch of other tidbits for you. Um, of course, you can watch this live on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Um, remember, you can also use our Epic Creator Code KINDOFUNNY on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. You can be part of the show by going to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get the show ad-free and a whole bunch of bonus content that you are definitely going to want in your life. Um, a little bit of housekeeping for you. The new PS I Love You is up right now. It is you guys doing your unboxing of the DualSense Edge. Mm -hmm. I'm very jealous that you all have one, and I do not. Are you going to get one? I am gonna get one. Oh hell yeah! Uh, Do you want? Have you have you held it yet? I did hold it. I guess I we. Did, but I still yeah. haven't done the test. I haven't done the. I haven't done the test. Right? You know? We can talk. We can talk to you about the test. We have to later we have on to figure this out. We have to figure this out. But overall, you happy with your first hands-on impressions? The unboxing was fun, is what I'll say. Right, the unboxing was a good time. Greg Miller is a maniac. Yeah. He just. I don't want to spoil PS Love You for for you, but like. He did something that I that shot that utterly shocked me that hurt me to my core during that unboxing and it was it was one of those things where I was like I don't know if he's gonna recover from this I don't know if the internet's gonna let this one was go. it the way he opened the box I didn't see it it was the way he opened the box I mean I've been opening things with Greg for at least ten years and the way that he just forcefully just like it's the only thing scarier is seeing him eat a chicken wing. Oh, yeah? I don't think I've actually seen See, this. See, I don't think of him eating a chicken wing is scary. It's impressive. Does he do the thing well, where he, the he puts Some, the full sometimes the in scariest, his mouth yes. and then pulls it out? And it's, oh, I love that. Sometimes the scariest things are impressive, Barrett. That's true. You know, Terrible. And, that's, and that's, great. That's, that's Greg Miller. I've been practicing that. I've been trying to figure out that chicken wing situation. I've not nailed it yet, but mm -hmm. I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at it. I'm real bad. I can't yeah? do it. No, I'm. A, I'm we can I'm get you. We can get you there. You got to pinch the end. I'm a drummy guy. You got to put it in. You got to pinch the edge. And then just like, just. Pull it out. Yeah. Oh, oh you're so, so lucky you weren't good. on your one there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, this is a, it's belated kind of funny day. Uh, we've been going through a ton of very, very horrible situations with storms and sicknesses and stuff, but we're here now and it's going to be fantastic. Um, right after games daily, we're going to be streaming as long as you guys support us starting at 11 AM. Uh, and actually that even starts right now while games daily is going any super chat on YouTube, any tip, any subscription, any membership on Twitch or YouTube, all that stuff, money is going towards the bar to fill um, how long we're going to be going today. We have a ton of stuff planned, a lot of hanging out in the studio. We're going to get the couch set up. We're going to start off um, with a little Super Mario 3D World, throwing back to the early days of Kind of Funny Streaming. Uh, me, Mike, Andy, and Nick, we will be trying 100% Super Mario 3D World. Uh, with Greg Miller, he's going to be hanging out, talking to you all in the chat for a while. It's going to be fun. I know you guys are planning on playing Smash later. There's going to be some VR come through golf Smash? situations. What's up? You going to come through the Smash? Nah. Coward. Nah. Fucking coward. Won't do He's it. He's too scared of me. He's too scared. Too scared of everybody. He's terrified. That's me, everybody. Anyway, hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're chilling here all day, and we hope to see you there. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Uh, today, we're brought to you by the aforementioned Kind of Funny Patreon, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Psh. Story number one. 
I can't believe I'm about to say this. Plus. Yeah. 343 Industries will reportedly no longer make Halo games. Mm. This comes from Darren Bonthois at GameSpot. A new report's claimed that longtime Halo developer 343 Industries is being taken off of, quote, active development of the franchise and that new games in the series will be created by third-party studios. According to Halo leaker Bathrobe Spartan, who has a solid track record leaking Halo inside information and translated by Metro, Microsoft's mass layoffs have hit 343 Industries hard and will see up to a third of its workforce laid off. Veteran developer Joseph Staden is reportedly exiting the studio and will rejoin Xbox Publishing. 343 Industries will then take on a parental role for Halo, overseeing new games and content while working on maintaining the game's engine. This is an entirely new territory for 343 Industries as it has relied on outside help to develop Halo Infinite's multiplayer content, Season 2 being a prime example of this. Uh, But Bathrobe Spartan claims that the planned story-based DLC has been scrapped due to it being considered not cost-effective under 343's leadership. A follow-up to Halo Infinite is also expected to enter pre-production alongside spin-off titles, with these games reportedly being franchised out to other studios and being developed on more modest budgets. Oh, that's what Halo needs. Uh, while Halo Infinite had a strong launch, recent months have seen 343 Industries criticized for delayed content rollouts, tedious multiplayer progression, and numerous bugs. Con- uh, controversially, 343 canceled couch co-op so it could instead focus on developing Halo Infinite's live service features. Back in November, uh, they also remarked on Halo Infinite's challenging year and... Uh, promised improvements to its content release cadence starting with the winter update. While reports began to circulate that multiplayer partner Certain Affinity was working on an ambitious new mode for the game, Season 3 Echoes Within is still scheduled to start on March 7th and will add new multiplayer maps, the Bandit Rifle, and two new game modes. So this is a lot. This is a lot. It is. I think it's one to take with a bit of a grain of salt, right? Because this is coming from a report that's coming from what was it, Bathrobe Bandit or Bathrobe Spartan? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bathrobe Bandit. Bathrobe Spartan, uh, who you know is a, a a leaker that has a track record, right? But is one that I still would take with that grain of salt, right? You don't know how plans could change. You don't know like when that person heard that news, all that stuff. There's a lot that goes into to leaks like this and, and reports like this. Um, so for me, that's first and foremost is take this with a grain of salt. That said, is this the right move for Halo to take it away from three four three? Because they've had it for a while, right? And it seems like, I was going to say it's had its ups and downs, but it seems mostly like it's been downs with 343 Industries, with the Halo Infinite launch being this beacon of hope that I would have I sworn was going to lead to the, the re- rejuvenation of, of Halo, but that ongoing content plan, content plan just did not live up to what that should have been for a free-to-play ongoing Halo game, right? It seems like where they were lacking mainly was just not being able to live up in terms of content. Is this the right next step is to go, all right, you're done. Let's give this to somebody else. I mean, what a complicated question. I think really looking at it of just Halo as a brand, Master Chief as a character, the lineage going from Bungie to 343, seeing what has happened with the state of multiplayer shooters in general, the state of campaign, single player shooters, co-op shooters. Like there's so much advancement for what, for where Halo used to be king that where is Halo's place? in the world at this point right and looking into halo infinite we i mean how many times did we say like hey this needs to be a god of war this needs to be a breath of the wild and people are like it's not gonna be and well it wasn't and here we are right like it needed to be and it needed to be what that means for halo and that what breath of the wild meant something different to zelda than god of war meant to god of war but halo needed that glow up halo needed that hey we're back and this franchise is just as relevant now as it ever was and halo infinite stumbled nailing that and i think that that is something that is 
very hard to recover from because there was such a big gap between previous Halo projects and Infinite. That was the kind of like, let's take our time and let's get this right. There was the delays. There was everything. And then it just didn't come together. So what does that look like for the next Halo game? There, it seems like it might be a smaller title. That might not be a bad thing if there's more focus there. Yeah. If I mean, dude, I would be down for experiment of spinoffs of Halo that are, hey, let's explore. Let's see what actually hits for Halo and let's see what can actually be the next step for Halo. Because I would have, I, I think the direction where they took Halo Infinite was the one that I would have assumed would be the would be the right direction. Hey, make the multiplayer free to play, make the single player somewhat of a separate thing, but give them both quality, right? And from us playing Halo Infinite, the multiplayer moment to moment gameplay there was on point, right? I had so much fun playing arena matches, 4v4 matches of, of Halo Infinite. I, I know so many people that really enjoyed the campaign mode of, of Halo Infinite, and I think they had the stuff there, but they just didn't have enough of the stuff, right? And that comes, for me, that comes back to the idea of what does Halo need in order to be Halo, right? In order to be that big name, that number one, that number one IP franchise for Xbox, what do they need to do to do that in the shooter space? And I think, I think right now with Halo, or what Xbox needs to do with Halo is to experiment. What if you did go to um, id Software and go, hey, make just a short, concise, focused Halo campaign using that id Software expertise in making a first-person shooter, what what happens then? What if you were able to go to Sledgehammer and go, hey, you know, we're going to take you off of Call of Duty. Here's Halo. Experiment. Like, see what you can make with this. Maybe make a, a Halo Battle Royale, right? Like, I think I think right now that's what they need to do is figure out who in, the, who in their roster of developers has a, a, a great idea, right, that can, that can reinvigorate Halo. Yeah, man. It's, it's rough with that. I mean, even what you're saying, like, I... I you guys that, that know me know I am more of an old school Halo fan than, than new school in a lot of ways. And a lot of that comes down to my love for the campaign, for the co-op side of that campaign, for how even single player can be a multiplayer experience. And it's about the story that they're giving you and the story you're making with your friends. I feel like there is a world where I think it's a great idea, right? Mm -hmm. Doom, they've proven that they can make these great single player campaigns. I am sure that with the talent there, they could make a great Halo feeling campaign that has that co-op that we're looking for, uh, being able to play through a story with your friends and like absolutely nail that. Um, part of what makes Halo so special is the feel of it, how it feels to, to drive a vehicle, how it feels to shoot, how it feels to jump. The floatiness has to be just right, all of that. And 343 has nailed so many of those elements. It's all the other stuff surrounding that I feel like just wasn't kind of up to snuff of where they were trying to get. Then there is the multiplayer side that I do think that, you know, it being free to play and all that, like there just needs to be more content there needs to be more of the old maps coming back there needs to be like excitement for people new maps that people want to play varied types of maps whether it's the small arena based ones or the more big team battle things like constant levels of things happening that are, are keeping people in that world and the leveling up system right mm -hmm. which was such a like they committed to it and they're like we believe in this and i think they just made a wrong bet and that i think shot them in the foot so hard where they didn't pivot and they didn't change it. Um, and it's talking about up, the, like the battle pass system specifically. Yeah, like how how, um, you how get experience and all that stuff. I feel like that is really kind of what took it down. Um, even though it was a great game, there's an amazing game in Halo Infinite. Yeah, and that's all, and honestly, that's where I'm split in terms of taking away from three four three industries because I think there is something there. I don't know if they need more resources. I don't need, know if they need more expertise, hire on people that have experience working on other ongoing games, whether it be Call of Duty, Fortnite, whatever it is, to come in and go, hey, no, like you guys are doing this battle pass thing wrong. You guys are doing the free-to-play thing wrong. 
let us fix these free to play systems for you because you have something here in, in, in the gameplay. Like I could see them going that direction with it too, and that maybe helping. But it's the thing of is it is it too late now for Halo Infinite? You know, we've seen games come come out and like have a middling launch and then come through and then blow up. We've seen things like Rainbow Six Siege, which I know launched fine, but as the time went on, Siege only got bigger and bigger and bigger, right? We've seen the No Man's Sky situations. Halo Infinite is just this interesting one where it is, again, free-to-play multiplayer game that has some of the stuff there but just doesn't have the support it needs to carry an audience. If they get that support a year from now, two years from now, if Halo, if Halo Infinite turns into something that people go to and are like, oh, actually, no, this is fun, does the audience make their way back to it or is it is it too far gone, right? Do they just go go to Fortnite or Apex or Warzone or whatever else is available? I think that there is a difference between Halo and a lot of the franchises you just named where Halo is is marquee. Halo is Xbox's Kratos, Xbox is Mario. Mm. Like it, it is. But is it still marquee? I mean, it is. And I think mm. that the, it, that's why it's judged differently. I think that that's why it, I think, is a, a more uphill battle even than something like Rainbow Six or um, Apex or something where it's like, sure, it came out fine, but then it got better over time and like now everyone's in. I think for Halo, it can't just get better. It needs to get perfect. And I think mm -hmm. that that, because of the expectations of the Halo franchise, it's just not going to, I don't know that that can happen. And I've can, said this. My question with that, too, is can that happen in 2023 where the shooter space is way different to where now we're not talking about what, the early 2000s where it is, all right, what are the big shooters? I don't know, Counter-Strike, Halo, Call of Duty, I guess, right? Now you're talking about juggernaut games, right? You're talking about Fortnite. Mm -hmm. Again, I go back to Apex. You're talking about Call of Duty now being... Warzone plus the the premium game that come that that comes out every year. You're also talking about other big first person shooter games that were big in the space coming out and not being able to to do it as big. I look at something like Battlefield, for example, where Battlefield comes out. Battlefield was hot back in the day. Battlefield is not hot anymore, right? It is so tough to come out as a multiplayer shooter and survive and thrive because everybody is focused on these juggernaut franchises that have that that have gotten this thing down. Right? Yeah. It's really hard to break into that in, into that space now. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I see it is, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But we had the foresight to say this as well. So it's not just me armchair quarterbacking this, mm -hmm. where Halo's multiplayer and single player should not have launched together when it did. They should have been separate identities, SKUs, whatever the hell you want to call them, separate packages that they released correctly at the time that they were ready to be released. That's not what happened. We got both of them in November uh, and November 2020 and... It, it was the states that they're in, both sides. 2021. The 2021. 2021. Uh, the multiplayer side and the single player side, both missing core things that the people looking for that aspect were missing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, cool, that's a bad starting point. And now here we are with all this. When I look at this news story, and we don't know if it's true. We don't know what where the, the facts lie. But what we do know is 343 is now down many, 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 many members of its team due to these layoffs. Obviously, that is incredibly horrible. And we're going to unfortunately yeah. continue to see this happen it seems there's a big trend every day this week i think we've covered we talked about layoffs, layoffs. Like, yeah, we're going to continue to talk about layoffs later in this show but at some point there is a reality of like what is even possible for 343 to to make like how, can they make a halo game or are they going to need to give the halo brand out to other people is that a bad thing i don't know there's so much so many layers to all of this but microsoft clearly needs to figure some shit out <laughs> across yeah. its game studios with the acquisition without the acquisition all of that i don't know but this is not a good sign for uh what should be and i would say needs to be one of the marquee titles for xbox when one day the dominoes are gonna fall all the I mean, jokes all the shit but it's like damn like 
for years, for decades, the, it was like, all right, they have Forza, they have Halo, they have Gears. And now it's like... Here's my thing. Is the answer for Halo not... Is the answer for Halo not to be marquee, right? Is it the thing of, all right, Halo's going to drop down to number three or four on the list of big Xbox franchises, right? Because upcoming, we have, we have Starfield coming from Bethesda Game Studios. I think there's a chance that that is able to hit for, for Xbox and maybe bring Bethesda Game Studios up as like, okay, no, now this is a premier studio for us. It's, if Starfield hits the way that we all hope it hits, right? Um, there's that. Forza has been killing it. Forza Horizon, the the last one, got Game of the Year from IGN and other outlets, right? It was just that good. You look, you look at that and you're like, okay, let's fucking go. There are other uh, Xbox studios now rising up to the occasion. If this Activision Blizzard deal goes through, you now have Call of Duty, a lot right? Of as a first-party franchise. That's huge. That's big. That's Possibly multiple times bigger than Halo, right? And in the case where that happens, how much does Xbox then go back to the Halo well and go, all right, we got we to gotta make this happen. We've tried so many times before now, and people have been disappointed over and over and over again with Halo, but we still got to make this happen. In a world where you got uh, Activision Blizzard and you, got Star- and you got all these other games, does Halo stop becoming a super necessary well to dip into? And I'm not talking about not making Halo, because I think Xbox is always going to make Halo. But right now I'm talking about where the expectations are at for a Halo to be that number one franchise. Does it turn into a thing where it is? Actually, no. Halo can come out and be a good 8 out of 10 game, and we're fine with it, right? The expectations are, are, are set there because we have other franchises as Xbox now that have rose to the occasion and have uh, usurped Halo. Uh, the way I see it is, like... I'll, I'll take an eight if that's what it is. I think the Halo needs to be a nine out of 10. And I think it needs to be a focused experience for what people expect from that experience. And I don't know why that seems like it's just a concept that, <laughs> that's so difficult to do. To, to but it's just like, to be fair, it is difficult. But. Make, oh yes, of course. All, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff is, but I mean, but it, look, it's as difficult as it is. They, in, they try to do 10 things instead of just doing the one mm. and whatever that one thing is, there's so many different things people love about Halo, but there are so many people out there that love the campaign and that love co-op campaign. Do that. Make a 9 out of 10 of just that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I feel like that that is a great way to get Halo back on a track. Then on the other side of the multiplayer side, look, Halo's competing with a different type of multiplayer suite at this point, and Battle Royale is a big part of that. Add Battle Royale to Halo, and it will help Halo if I'm you get it right. That didn't happen, and it didn't. And it's like, yo, people will disagree with me there, but it's like, I bet you, I fucking bet you that if there was a Halo Battle Royale before, it would have been a totally different story for Infinite if they got the timing right of releasing all these yeah. things. But hey, here we are now, where I think it's even more difficult to get into the space and get it right because. The people that have been doing it right have just continued to do it right. And there's whole new rules now. Ah, Halo, I miss you. We'll see. I mean, maybe they should pick up Bungie. You know, just buy Bungie. And then, oh, wait. Oh, you can't do that. (laughs) You can't do that. Goddamn. 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 Story number two. In its seventh year, Nintendo is reportedly planning to increase Switch production. Nintendo's reportedly planning to increase Switch production to meet continued demand for the aging console. Uh, last November, the Japanese company reduced its Switch sales forecast for the current fiscal year, ending in March 2023, by 2 million units from 21 million to 19. However, according to Bloomberg, strong consumer demand coupled with diminishing component shortages has encouraged the company to actually increase production of the console in its next fiscal year. Beginning uh, April, which by the time the Switch which by that time, Switch will have entered its seventh year on the market. Switch was the best-selling console in Europe, U.S., and Japan in 2022, and Nintendo reportedly believes adoption has been hampered more by supply issues than waning demand. 
Nintendo said last May that the eventual transition from Switch to its next hardware platform was a major focus for the company, but its plans to reportedly increase Switch production in its next fiscal year suggest a successor to the console might not launch before 2024. My, uh, my question to you, Tim, and you might not have this knowledge off the top of your head, um, so I'm putting you on the spot. What is, do you know what the longest console generation was? Like, in terms of, like, a console that stayed active. For Nintendo or for any system? Maybe for any system. I would say PS2. How long was that? Was that, like, seven years, eight years? 2000 to 2007. Seven or eight? Because I feel like seven is, like, seven years is somewhere around the average of a console lifespan. At least, like, maybe modern console lifespan. Because, right, 2007 to, the, to 2013 is when we got um, the PS3 generation, yeah. which nets out around, around the same thing. I say all this to say that I think Switch might end up in one of the top, like, longest console generations. Because I don't think we're going to get a new Switch until at least 2025 at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know, man. I will say this bums me out. <laughs> like, I want a fucking new Switch really badly, man. Um, but, like, also, like, this is Nintendo's game. They've done this for a long time. They triple down on what they have. And what they have is exclusive games that are going to sell unbelievably well for a console that sold unbelievably well they just keep putting out their many menagerie menagerie, menagerie. of ip spinoffs all this stuff and they're gonna sell millions and millions of copies um i just i hope that what this means is we might get some pro version next year we might get some like intermediate step before we get like the actual next real thing um but i can't believe you're talking about a switch pro right now i am dude just get, just get that out of your mind get that out of your brain it's not happening oh it's 100 percent happening I, I've You're refused wild. to believe like, anymore. We're going to get another Switch. Like, we're going to get some type of upgrade. I mean, I think the Look next, at Nintendo's history. I think the next upgrade we get is literally going to be... I, it'll either be a very, like, incremental upgrade, like in the way we got the OLED Switch, or maybe there is, like, a thing that makes battery last longer. I think we'll get one of those. I, re, I refuse to believe we're going to get a Switch Pro that takes things to, like, 4K or, like, does any sort of major thing to the Switch we have. I think the next Switch we get will be a Switch 2. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, it's somewhere in between. Like, what is, what's the difference between a Switch Pro and a Switch 2? I don't know. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, legitimately, fair. like, I, I do not think it's going to be... I think it'll be something that we, that we categorize as a next generation, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but, it, like, even then, like, like, do we categorize Switch as a next generation anyway? Like, I feel like whatever the next Switch is going to be, whatever you call it, whether it's Switch Pro, Switch 2, Switch Super, blah, 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 it's going to play Switch games. Well, no, this is what I'm And they're going to market it that way. <laughs> the next Switch we get... We'll have games on it that we can't play on the current Switch, is what I'm saying. Okay. Like, I think that'll be the next jump we get. Yeah. But I do, do you think that they're going to put an emphasis on being able to play Switch games on it? Yeah. I mean, it has to be backwards compatible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think they'll, they'll keep it within the family. That, yeah, exactly. So it's like just expanding the family, like even how they talk about it. Like, I don't know. But yeah, having games exclusive for it, I think we're, we're a fair ways away from that. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I'm excited for new nintendo hardware like i i do think it's time um and we're entering the seventh year of the switch yeah yeah that's a long time i feel like the switch just came out a few years ago but it was 2017 at this point was six years ago that's fucking crazy well i mean dude when you look at the um the library that the switch has amassed it's fucking impressive as hell Mm. like the games that you can play on this thing are it's pretty much like anything you could want from a certain level of history back and some of the most incredible modern games ever like oh, all yeah. the exclusives, right, that we're talking about. But, like, 
We're talking about some of the best games of all time. Multiple. It's not just yeah. like one you're or two. You're talking about Zelda. You're talking about Animal Crossing. You're talking about Mario. So, so many different options out there. Um, and as well as, like, because of the Switch Online and because of so many port collections and so many, like, uh, remasters and things, it's like there's just a, a ridiculous library on that thing. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be able to play it on hardware that can keep up. That's it. So what's your vision of the next three years of the Switch in terms of software? Because we're getting Tears of the Kingdom in a few months. And I imagine Tears of the Kingdom is probably part of why they're increasing Switch supply, right? Hey, we got a big first-party game coming out. Let's make sure we have enough Switches to supply people that are going to be looking for this thing. Because, you know, a part of this article where they say Switch was the best-selling console in Europe, the United States, and Japan in 2022. And Nintendo reportedly believes that adoption uh, has been hampered by not having more supply. It's like... You were the best-selling console, and you're still like, oh, but we could have done more. Like, we could have sold more because we couldn't get enough supply out there. Yeah, like, Tears of the Kingdom is going to do huge for them. Beyond beyond Tears of the Kingdom, what do the next three years look like in terms of Switch software for you? It's an excellent question. I think that when we look at Nintendo, specifically when it comes to hardware, they're often in this position on the handheld side where they can't keep up with the demand. Like, even for the 3DS, which I wouldn't say that we would talk about as a major success, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the 3DS kind of gets forgotten about, not ever talked about. There was not a single holiday season that you could just casually buy a 3DS. Like, if you were trying to get one, it was kind of a struggle. You would have to, like, go to a couple stores. You'd have to, like, really look to try to get one because those things were constantly selling. There's this that Nintendo family magic, right? Mm -hmm. With the Switch, I think it's the same thing that we've seen. But the Switch actually can back it up with an incredible library of games, both old and new, constantly coming out. Um, I think that the Tears of the Kingdom is just part of it. I do think it's just there's now not a shortage of these things, so they're like, let's just get it in there to keep selling. I actually don't think that that this story is holding back the Switch 2 or whatever the next Switch is. I think that Nintendo's just that confident that they're selling Switch in general that they're like, yeah, let's just keep doing this. Nintendo, unlike the other guys, and this generation was a little bit different here um, because of the shortages of some of these things, um nintendo supports their old system while they're supporting their new system mm-hmm. you know so i i'm interested in, in how long they do that and what that looks like this time around but in terms of what does the next three years look like if it is just the switch i don't know because we've already kind of seen we've gotten everything the right? representation <laughs> of most things we didn't get uh the, a like of course still metroid. metroid prime yeah but we got yeah. a 2d metroid we got metroid dread right um, it's Pikmin it's, 4, of it's course. Pikmin 4 eventually. We got the Pikmin 3 ports. Uh, but, like, yeah, there's there's a lot of question marks right now. We always talk about on the Sony side. We don't know what a lot of those teams are actually working on. Mm-hmm. And on the Nintendo side, there's even more questions. When you look at their development teams, where it's like, there's so few games we actually know about. But it's like, what's the Mario Kart team working on? Like, sure, right now they're doing the, the waves okay. of DLC. But, like, that is a pretty, like, low-intensive... Um, development for what they're doing and they've, they've talked about it they've shown how they're doing this i'm just taking the tour uh courses and putting it in that team hasn't made a game since arms which must have been seven years ago yeah <laughs> yeah that was six years ago right and you're right. like are they working on arms too <laughs> like are they doing the sequel to arms are they do i mean you would imagine that they're working on the next mario kart that would mm-hmm. be the assumption the question is when are we getting that next mario kart i hope so do you hold it for like the next switch and if that's the case like are they just sitting on a game for three years or do they just say fucking release it? What's Grezzo doing? You know, Link's Awakening, uh, that the team that worked on that, where's the next game? Like, what is the next? Is it, uh, uh, where are the Oracle games? Or, uh, what's Link's, the next 3D Mario? 3D Mario. I'm shocked we haven't gotten 2D Mario. Yeah, like, where's the next 2D Mario? There's so many franchises we just haven't seen in a, in a long time. So many teams that like haven't put out 
actual games on the Switch in a long time. So at some point, we're going to have to get those answers. And I am most interested in, you're talking about the next three years. It's like, at what point are they announcing their next system? And is there going to be that kind of like, all right, this is the end of the Switch. We're moving on to the next one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's sooner than, than this implies. Interesting. We'll see. We will see. But you know what you can see? Some ads, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and not get the ads. But for everyone else, here they are. This week on Patreon, the next-gen crew of Kinda Funny, myself, Barrett, Joey, and Roger, did a fantasy film draft, picking which movies we think are going to be the best reviewed, and we had some wild choices. This third one is about to pop off with one Jonathan Majors, because he's looking a God big, thick it. boy. He has a Creed killing three, me. baby. He has a killing me, man. Go. Not even on my list. <laughs> Roger, how what is, is your not on your list? <laughs> Dune 2. Right, mm, like that's yeah. gonna be My a banger. Yeah. We have Austin Butler. Wasn't he like a child star in something? Yeah. Zoe one yeah. Zoe one oh, He's the my guy. He's, the, he's like the bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> my dude. Oh. oh my god. My guy. Oh man, I love that dude. Can we draft a what? movie DLC? <laughs> <laughs> Trailer. Uh, I would like to draft an unannounced Marvel like to... post-credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, Head over to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny to listen to this and hundreds of other exclusive episodes right now. And we're back with story number four, three. three. <laughs> Layoffs hit GameSpot and Giant Bomb just months after fandom buys them. Uh, this comes from Ethan Gatch at Kotaku. Two of the biggest outlets in games media are the latest to face layoffs. A number of editorial staff across both Giant Bomb and GameSpot revealed they'd been let go on Thursday, just months after the sites were purchased by the fandom wiki network. Uh, the layoffs were announced during a surprise all-hands meeting with fandom CEO Perkins Miller, according to two sources familiar with the event. Uh, roughly 40 to 50 employees were affected across the company, with at least some managers caught completely off guard by the cuts to their teams. Miller told staff that the fandom network remained profitable despite the cuts, but declined to answer any questions, sources said. The latest gaming media cuts come just a month after IGN faced its own surprise layoffs as its teams were preparing to cover the 2022 Game Awards. Before that, Comcast shut down its recently revived gaming network, G4. Tencent gutted the staff at Fanbyte. Uh, and other sites like Game Informer, Polygon, Tech Radar, Ven, many, many others. The list, goes on. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. It sucks, man. Yeah, this one hurts my heart. You know, like going back to the top of the episode where you asked like how my morning was or how it was going, right? And like... You know, part of the reason why I wanted to stay in bed was just the fact that it was very cold and I liked the feeling of my blankets. But also, I was like, man, it's a bad brain day. Like, yesterday fucking sucked. Just going on Twitter, seeing uh, a bunch of people who are my friends, right? Like, that's the thing that that especially sucks about this. Reporting on news about layoffs that are going on in games media is seeing people who just like, oh, I know this person, or I know this person's friends, right? Or, like, I've listened to this person, or I've crossed paths with this person at Game Awards, right? Like... Having seeing seeing people you know personally laid off, I think fills you with this sense of dread, especially when it is in the same industry um, that we're in, right? It's so it sucks to see to, to see games media be so turbulent, especially when you read something in, in uh, read something in the story that says like, uh, you know, the Phantom Network remained profitable despite the cuts, and it's like, then why were there cuts, right? Like these people are people that are working the working their hardest, doing fantastic work in the industry, right? And like, what they get cut because industry consolidation or and or hey we just want to save some money and so get rid of get get rid of these workers uh it hurts my heart right like it, it fucking sucks to see and yeah like i i think for me yesterday the feeling i felt while reading through all this was just pure anger and just pure like oh man i want to i don't really want to like interact with anybody right now right i'm exhausted about this 
Um, but yeah, it fucking sucks. It really does. And then like even just more breaking news today, Vox Media to lay off 7% of its workforce. Um, so yeah, things are getting hit. Yeah. Every There's which... the Google story as well, which isn't here because not. Like, I guess Google is gaming, but yeah. um, twelve thousand, I believe, uh, there got laid off as well. And again, that is that's a terrifying number coming off of the Microsoft layoffs that happened this week, right? Like it is happening everywhere in tech, right? And games, games media is separate from tech, you know, while also being a little bit adjacent. But like, you know. It's just happening every, everywhere at this point, right? Like, it's, Dude, it's we're going into a fucking scary time when it comes to um, capitalism. <laughs> it's it's tough times all around. I mean, like, uh, there, there is a reality that I don't think we've talked about on content yet. But every January, there is a downward trend in ad sales. It's just how the industry works. A lot of people take off towards the end of December. So people aren't selling as much. People aren't buying as much. There's a, a ton of stuff. So ad sell-through rates are a lot lower. Um, and it kind of takes a, a little bit of time to to kick back into the the new year. Um, we've definitely seen that, and we always see it, and it's just kind of normal. This year's different though, mm-hmm. where it's a lot further out that I'm like, oh damn, like ad sales aren't as high. On top of that, YouTube ads, Google ads, Twitch ads. A lot of people have been seeing on Twitch like the ad incentive things, and people shit talking Twitch for. Um, offering horrible, horrible rates for the amount of hours they're asking for. And yeah, that sucks. But the reason they're doing that, it's all math. It's all just numbers that an ad equals this amount of money and there aren't ads. The ads just aren't going around. So it's like, these are the realities of this, of there's not enough money coming here. So these the the leadership, they're seeing that, they get scared, they freak out about it, and then they make these decisions. So it's like, that's the thing is, you've got to support the people that are doing the right things and look at all of this as as a whole and understand that there are so many things at play and it just sucks that this is where we're at now but it is where we're at so mm. yeah it's horrible it, it, it's horrible it sucks and yeah if you have somebody that you follow from GameSpot or giant bomb or fandom in general like you know kick them some kind words if you know if like i mean like there are people there are hosts and visible people at, the, at these places that got laid off right like Treat people well, send people sweet, nasty love, right? Like, do your best to, to support people. And if you're somebody who's hiring and you're looking for, um, if you're looking for talent, right? Like, look into look into these folks, right? These are folks that are being laid off not because of lack of talent, not because they aren't they're, they aren't doing fantastic jobs, but because of you know fucking people trying to companies trying to save money and 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 trying to like you know lean lean up their resources. Hire these people, right? Like, go after them. And and if you're not in a position to hire people, like, the best way to support people is through their direct subscription methods. So, like, mm-hmm. looking at Giant Bomb, the reason that Giant Bomb is what they are is they have a subscription service, right? And that money is money that the people working on Giant Bomb, they're the ones bringing that money in. So, it's like they're seen differently than ad sales teams or whatever. And that, like, recessions affect everybody. So, it's like there is problems with every single system uh, at play. But... If you can support them, the best way to support is in the most direct way yep. possible to to allow these people to continue to thrive and to try to keep it out of the hands of people that don't have control over the things that the people that are in control that don't have control, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, definitely such a bummer. I I really hope that this shit stops soon, but it really really sucks. Bless that it feels like it's only going to stop when there's nothing left. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, that's the scary thing about it is over the years, like, ever, ever since I started following the games media and listening to podcasts, I feel like it's every year where I'll read another story or hear another story about, like, oh, yeah, and this company's facing layoffs, right? This is happening. This year has been, it has ramped up a lot more, it feels like. Um, but it also, at the same time, feels par for the course in a way that is 
very scary, right? In a way where I, I, I talk to friends who are in the industry where I see them uh, tweet about it, about how, like, yeah, the, people are very... Um, unhappy is, is the wrong word. Almost, like, um, uh, jaded about the industry, right? Where it is, what's the point anymore of going after this dream if this dream means I'm going to get laid off two, three, five years after working at a place? Um, so, yeah, like, once again, like I said before, be kind to people, be good to people, like, treat people well. A lot of people are going through it right now. Um, and that's going to continue, continue with this next news story. Yeah. Uh, story number four. Riot Games is also being hit with layoffs. This comes from Rebecca Valentine at IGN. Riot Games has laid off 46 employees amidst an ongoing wave of industry mass layoffs. The League of Legends developer confirmed journalist Jacob Wolf that it had eliminated the positions, which were largely concentrated in the company's talent acquisition, recruiting, and publishing departments, as well as a few roles in esports and support. Uh, Riot employs roughly 4,500 people globally. In a statement to the Jacob Wolf report, a Riot representative called the layoffs part of the normal course of business. Riot Games implemented strategic shifts within a few teams to sharpen our focus in a number of areas. With these shifts, certain roles were eliminated, impacting a total of 46 rioters. Uh, this is part of our normal course of business. We periodically make changes to our structure and our teams based on what we believe will allow us to deliver the best content and experiences for players. We never make these decisions lightly and will always start from a place of wanting to retain rioters and have them focus on our highest priorities. While well, that's not always possible, it's our primary goal. So everything you said there is true. That's how things work. Mm-hmm. It's not how they should work, though. Of course. And I think that that's the biggest thing is it's like, hey, don't balloon and don't grow to a point where you're experimenting. And if things work, people get to keep their jobs. And if yeah. they don't, they don't. Experiments should be done in a controlled way that is only additive, that is only supporting things. And it's so fucking frustrating to see leaders making such horrible decisions time and time and time fucking again with this stuff when the simple answer would have been just don't balloon. Yeah. Don't don't go too crazy. Like why? Yeah, why is the the solution here for you to lay people off as opposed to, hey, like we're gonna shift you to a different team because this experiment we're doing didn't work out the way we wanted it to, but we still have roles open for you because this is something that we plan for, right? Like why is risk risk taking at the top? The chips that you're playing with are the actual people that you're that you're hiring, right? Like that that shouldn't be the case, and you can give that as justification, but at the at the end of the day, I think it's still a sh- a, um, a shitty result of where we're at in terms of big business and how this stuff operates. Door number five. <laughs> the last so, of us somebody in chat said this is a bleak news day. And I'm like, oh man, it only gets it only goes down from here. It only goes down. Get strap in, get ready. Uh The Last of Us co-director calls for unionization after not getting HBO credit. This comes from Andy Robinson at VGC. Uh, the co-director of the original Last of Us video game has advocated for unionization in the games industry after he was not credited in the recent HBO adaptation. Uh, Bruce Straley, who co-directed the 2013 game alongside creative director Neil Druckmann, left Naughty Dog shortly after the release of Uncharted 4, which he also directed. In multiple past interviews, Straley and Druckmann have alluded to their collaborative relationship when creating the original Tilu. Uh, in particular, Straley's been credited for contributing uh, to the violent and tense tone, which is said to have been inspired by a trip to watch the movie No Country for Old Men. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the info. Uh, Speaking to the LA Times in a recent interview, Straley said that the lack of credit in the recent pilot for the HBO series had made him think more about workers' rights in the video game space. Quote, it's an argument for unionization that someone who was part of the co-creation of that world and those characters isn't getting a credit or nickel for the work they put into it. Maybe we need unions in the video game industry to be able to protect creators. Uh, Druckmann, who's an exec producer on the HBO shows, prominently credited in the show's opening sequence as the writer of the game. Seven Naughty Dog developers are also credited at the end of the show for consultation. HBO and Sony reportedly declined to comment on the record. 
Is this what's your take on Bruce not getting credited in the show? I mean, we see this shit a lot when it comes to video games and like the credits of like people being left out, people being taken out later, all that mm. stuff. Like it's, I, I've seen the uh, a very simple take um, shared a lot of just like, hey, just put people in the credits. Yeah, it's like that like, seems like a very easy and like quick gesture of like even like in a i feel like bruce should get better more than special thanks but even a special thanks section like put their names in there like i understand the idea that bruce hasn't been around for a while but he was instrumental in developing the last of us right in this show it'd be one thing also if the show was like a completely different take there are a lot of these shots are scene for scene like the the same the same exact thing that you're seeing in the game lines taken directly from the game right like i feel like if you're somebody who's instrumental in creating that um original experience and yeah, like his his name should be pretty high up in terms of people people that are credited. Do we remember yeah. if he was credited in the remake? That's a good question. Yeah, I want to say yes. I feel like I saw his name okay. when I beat that game, but I don't know how. I forget how he was credited. Yeah, kind of funny. Com slash you're wrong. So the thing is, I I don't want to overstep for this because like I don't have all the facts here. But yeah. in my opinion, it's like people should be credited for the things that they do. So 100%. whatever he did that had to to do with this, like yes, he should be credited. If he didn't do those things, and like the crediting is correct then okay then there's no problem but uh it seems to be implied here that he thinks that he did things that uh, he wasn't credited for so like that is shitty it gets complicated with the writing credits of who wrote what and all that stuff and uh, yeah you know i don't think that, that this is being miscredited credited necessarily but if bruce is like yo i did x y and z and i'm not being credited for x y and z there's a fucking problem yeah one thousand percent right and like it strikes me not the same but similar to like the um uh, both like the uh, kind of funny com slash you're wrong if I fuck up his name. I think Marty Stratton, the um, composer for Doom, like the back and forth that he was having with um, the studio about his uh, compositions and stuff, like how that whole situation went down. But then also like Bayonetta with the voice acting situation where a lot of this stuff is told is is stuff that is outside of our view. We do not know what's going on. We do not know what the relationship is like between uh, the, the, the parties involved. From the outside looking in, I look at this and I'm like, yeah, I feel like... I. I Bruce seems like he should be credited, but also, yeah, like what in what parts of the last was what was he instrumental in? Like, was this a calculated thing of, well, actually, you know, these are the parts you took from the game. Like this, this is how this works in TV. Like, I th those things can be out there that right that we're not seeing. That said, from the outside looking, and I'm like, I feel like Bruce should be <laughs> should be credited on this thing. Yep, I'm right there with you. Uh, story number six. Majority of developers see player harassment as a serious issue, survey suggests. <laughs> like I said, it's a bleak, bleak news day. Uh, we got a fun question, though. From An Andy Robinson at, at VGC. 75% of game developers responding to an industry survey have said they believe harassment and toxic behavior from players is a serious or very serious issue. Uh, as noted by Axios, the poll was organized by the GDC and its affiliate publication, Game Developer, and surveyed some 2,300 game developers from around the world. 91% of respondents agreed that player harassment and toxicity towards developers was an issue in the industry. About 4% of respondents said it was not an issue, while 5% indicated they were unsure. Uh, around 40% of those surveyed said they'd experienced harassment from players themselves or seen it happen to someone on their team. Those working community management, marketing, or PR reported experiencing or witnessing harassment more than those in other roles. Men surveyed were less likely to say they experienced or witnessed harassment than women or non-binary people, and those who identified as part of the LGBTQ plus community were more likely to say they experienced or witnessed harassment. Last year, saw many networks speak out, sorry, many studios speak out against harassment of their employees, with some even aggressively pushing back, such as Bungie, which sued a player who allegedly threatened a staffer. Yeah, this one isn't 
a surprise, right? Like this is, I think this is a thing that if you are in the industry, you pay attention to the industry. It's very obvious that there's a culture of harassment, oftentimes from fans and the audience uh, toward people that actually work on the games or like people in media or whatever, right? That like persists and is very tough to deal with. I think seeing an actual survey from GDC where 75% of game developers were like, yeah, no, harassment and toxic behavior from players is a serious or very serious issue should paint an even clearer and bigger picture of, damn, like this really, it, it is serious out here in, in, uh, in terms of how bad the harassment stuff uh, is. Like I go back to the um, God of War Ragnarok release date situation last year where people were harassing uh, uh, Sony Santa Monica employees about uh, getting the date to God of War Ragnarok. And it's like, is it that serious? Is it really that serious that you got to go after somebody and, and I, I, insult them or like threaten them and, and, and do all this shit? Or can you wait a week <laughs> before you to get a release date, right? Like, it's a thing that, that we see all the time. It's a thing that you go into replies or comments and, like, you know, if people in the industry and it's like, goddamn, like, this fucking sucks. Um, and I think for, for us, the thing to say is, like, hey, be good to people. Once again, Just like, be, good. be kind to people. Treat people with kindness. Like, you never know what people are going, uh, go, going through behind the screen. Treat people well. Like, it's that easy if, if you're in the video game audience, right? If you're somebody who loves video games. Because if you love video games, why aren't you treating the people that make these video games well? You know, like, be good to people. And uh, this is just such a, a trend of anybody that's public in any any way and, like, making a product, which these game developers are, right? That's what they're doing. And then when they have social and they get attacked from people, it's horrible. The stats even here, it's like, cool, 75%. That's one thing. But, like, 91% was saying that it's a issue in the industry. So it's like yeah. there's even higher stats there. And from that 91%, only 4% said it wasn't an issue. Five said they weren't sure. So only 4% of these people are saying, nah, it's not a thing. Wow. Like yeah. that is like really, 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 really telling of where we're at with this stuff. And we see it firsthand. We deal with it every day. Oh, yeah. It's fucking bullshit. The the fact that people can tear people down the way that they they are given ammo to do, given the weapons to do. Yeah. Um, but just don't do it. And when you see it, try your best to stop it. It's we we need to come up with better better ways and tools to be able to combat this stuff, and I think that there are many good people that are doing that and yeah. that are trying to to I mean, make it all a better place. What last month or a couple months ago, Microsoft put up a whole post talking about how they're working on Xbox uh, uh, resources to figure out how to like ban more accounts, make it easy to report stuff, right? And like they talked about how they they ban like all a large number. I want to say might have been in, in the mil- in the millions of accounts uh, um, based off, off them uh, breaking their terms of service, right? Like you know, it's a thing that even big for, uh, first part first party console manufacturers are trying to tackle firsthand, and it's tough when the problem is just straight up people, and like there are so many people, right? How do you deal with all these people that? are fucking up and fucking around and like you know try and it's trying are trying to make life harder for, for for other people it's a difficult thing but you know i hope we get there right i hope we get to a place where the internet <laughs> isn't filled with toxic shit that seems so far away tim if i want to know what's coming out to mom drop shops you know exactly the official list of upcoming software across each every platform list by the kind of funny games that shows you every weekday yeah what a fucking show like i said there's a question later that i'm actually very excited yeah. about that i think is gonna up our spirits today. it just started, like the amount of nights of sleep that i just lost that i didn't oh, even yeah. have because of the nasty shit people have said to me and sometimes it's nasty shit that's just it's just a subtle little thing mm-hmm. but it's that one little thing that pushes you over the edge of already having an okay day that's turning into a slightly bad day that's starting to turn into a problematic day and then you see someone say something that is like 
they just they fucking knew what they were doing and they fucking did it and it sucks and you try so hard to not let that shit affect you and no matter how many steps you take you're still human. You're, that's the at the end of the day, you're still human, right? And that's the thing that sucks about it. Like I've talked about, I I've talked about like here and there before about how I do not, I don't read YouTube comments and I don't read I don't read Reddit, right? Like I very much do not like to read what people have to say about me because like it does words do. It's funny. I made a joke to Roger the other day about sticks and stones break your bones, right? But like words hurt. Like words words be hurting sometimes. They fucking know? hurt. They be dude. hurting sometimes. And that hurt adds up. And that 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 I think is the the most important thing. We're human. They're human. You listening are human. Everybody that we're talking about is human. Treat people like humans, please. Exactly. And I think that if we just take that step, if we just try to do that just a little bit more, I think it'll help so many people's just mental health, their well-being, their like understanding and confidence in who they are. And guess what? It'll probably result in better video games. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> but Tim, I'd need the clout by being toxic to you. I need, I need to dunk on somebody, Barrett. God. I'm so tired. Out today, Fire Emblem Engage on Switch, Monster Hunter Rise on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, uh, PlayStation 4, uh, Xbox One, Pocket Card Jockey, right on. <laughs> right on. On iOS. That's, on a, that's an Apple Arcade joint. Candle and uh, Night, or sorry, Candle Night on PC, The Pioneers Surviving Desolation on PC, and Trenches on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Nintendo Switch. Um, new dates for you here. The physical edition for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition will be available for Xbox X and S and PlayStation 5 starting on January 26th. Let's go. Um, what do we got here? You said you had a good question for us. Oh my god. It's a, it's another one of those fun Whoa. Jake Bakes Cakes gives okay. an activity. Okay. Remember, we started a little bit late, so we can we can Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. Go we're going to do this. This is great. There's just a lot here. I mean, you don't do, do them so, all, but we no, 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 no. <laughs> Barrett, what's up? How, what, we're what? 52 minutes into Games Daily. Okay. So. We're doing this shit. We're doing this okay. shit. Let's fucking we're do, do this it, shit. But it'll be first thought, lightning round. Lightning? Okay. Right, Don't think too much about the answers to these questions. We just got to go. All so right. here's the question from Jake Bakes Cakes. Good morning, Tim and Bless, our KFGD Lord and Savior. Y'all can pick which one you want to be. I want to be the Savior. <laughs> Time for another game, Rapid Fire Predictions. I'm going to give you a prompt, and you're going to tell me what happens in 2023. So it has to be 2023. 2023. Be definitive. No wishy-washy maybes. I'll write your answers down and let you know how you did when 2023 ends. Let's go. Will Tears of the Kingdom have the highest Metacritic score for 2023? Yes. Yes. Will the PSVR 2 sell 1 million units by year end? Yes. Yes. I'm going to say yes, yeah. Will the Super Mario Bros. movie be in the top 10 internationally grossing movies of the year? Yes. Yes. Uh, will PlayStation release a non-VR first-party game this year that isn't Spider-Man 2? Oh, yes. I like this one. Uh, I've, been, I've, been saying, I've been saying yes for the last few months because they have to, right? That's what they always yeah. do. There's not, there's not been a year where they haven't. The more I think about it, the more, uh, more I'm like, you know what? No. I think Spider-Man 2 is the one PlayStation Studios game that come out, comes out this year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Aside from like Horizon and the other stuff. Um. Oh, will Xbox have a first-party game that scores over an eighty-five on Metacritic? Oof. Yes. Starfield has to be over over an eighty-five. It has to be. I'm gonna. And if not, Forza Motorsport might back me up there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sam, I shouldn't have said Forza yes. Motorsport. Yes. Um. 
By the end of 2023, will we have confirmation from Nintendo that the successor to the Switch is on the way? No. Um, I, I'm going to say yes, but I count that even like a, a Switch Pro. Okay. I do think we're getting a Switch. I'll let that slide. A, a, a Switch, a, a major update Switch. That's what I'm saying. Uh, will Valve announce a new game? No. I'm going to say yes, but it's going to be something small. Like, it's not going to be Half-Life. It's going to be some random ass, like, small, small video game. So, yes. Oh, will we see the Indiana Jones game in 2023? We got to. I'm going to say yes. Mike, do you think we're going to see Indiana Jones this year? in 20, 2023, yeah. Not come out, but just. Just like they announce, they show a trailer or something. Yes. Mike, Mike, says, Mike says no. Speak into the stick mic, Mike. Is the stick mic on? Hi, everyone. This is Snowbike Mike. I do not think you will see Indiana Jones this year at all. There you go. I'm going to say yes. Indie feels like a Game Awards game to me. That, this or Keeley game. So we have many Keeley opportunities. We're seeing Indiana Jones. Uh, will Ubisoft be sold by the end of the year? Oh, That's a big question. That is a great question. I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm also going to say no. I but think it will happen year. eventually. Yeah, 2024 maybe. 24, 24 possibly. But for now, I'm going to say no. Oh, here we go. Dude, this, Jake, you killed it with this. This is fucking These are fantastic great questions. here. Will Tears of the Kingdom be kind of funny's game of the year? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I think y'all are, I, I say y'all as if like you guys disagree. But like, I, I, right now, there's not the hype there, right? Right now, it feels like people are split between uh, Tears, Spider-Man 2, and oh. other games. It's going to be Tears of the Kingdom. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. So here, here's what's interesting. With let's let's assume mm -hmm. that it's the same cast as we've been having, yep. right? Jan is probably going tears. If everything lives up to how good we think. I mean, Jan also really loves Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. But I mean, like, we're talking like cool one and two, assuming probably, yeah. right? Like somewhere there. So it's like, God, this might be one of the closer years we've had, but um uh, we say that now. We thought God of War and Elden Ring was gonna be close, you know. Yeah, but even that we didn't really actually yeah. so that's, think that's based the thing on the theme. I think for the for the list for Elden Ring, right? It was either Elden Ring was high on your list or it wasn't on your list. Yeah. Whereas I think Tears of the Kingdom and Spider Man Two are possibly going to be on all of our lists, and I don't think we've had that yet. Um, when as in, during this format of Game of the Year of games that are two, more than one game that are on right. all of our lists. Yeah. The only time that I thought Elden Ring had a chance is when I thought that Blessing and Andy were going to fucking scheme and like. <laughs> convince Mike not put, God of, put God of War at like number 10 or some shit which I'm happy you guys didn't do uh, but like that was the only way I thought it was actually going to get it but I think that this year there's enough high profile games that we expect to be great that many of us are going to play Tim what about Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth and what about Resident Evil 4 remake do you think that's up there for you? I think if it was just the games cast crew, like we did it a couple of years ago when Final Fantasy 7 won I think it would be more likely but now that we've opened up the, the voting pool a little bit more. I'm still going to say, yeah, likely. Tears of the Kingdom, I think, oh, is yeah, going to yeah. be our game of the year. Like, I think we're forgetting how fucking incredible Breath of the Wild was. God, what like, a that, fucking time, Bre man. Breath of the Wild is a game that I'm still surprised exists. I dreamed right? about it last night. That's not really? a joke. I literally dreamed about Breath of the Wild last night. That's amazing. Um, I didn't dream that I was naked at Chase Bank. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? What? <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and act like I was clothed. We appreciate you. That's why you're our savior here. Um, let's see. Will E3 be deemed a failure by the industry? Yes, but what's new? 
damn. God, God. But I mean, like, like, it, will it be a failure? Uh, that's a different question. Will it be deemed one by the industry? Yes. Yeah, it will be deemed one. Absolutely. Uh, will Game Pass see a price increase? Has it not yet? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, Family Game Pass, I can see. I, I don't think we see I don't think we see it this year. I think we're go- inevitably going to get one, but I think the dominoes need to start falling before they fucking ask for more money, but we'll see. Uh, will Nick be a part of at least one games cast this year? No. I'm going to... There's a lot of games coming out this year. There's day. a lot of games coming out. There's a lot of people we have, though, so it's like I feel like the chances for him to be on are, are getting slimmer and slimmer, but... Rock A City's coming out. Rock A City is and coming out. And him just walking onto the set to disrupt a games cast doesn't count. And this is what, this is what I'll also say. He's got to be sitting at the desk. E3 and Summer Game Fest season is happening. Will some of us fly out? Will we be short-staffed? <laughs> will we need to bring in Nick? I'm going to say yes. I, yes, I, I will say All right. yes. All right. Will there be an indie game in the Game Award Game of the Year nomination? I love this question. Oh, oh here's this the is thing. a good one. Here's the thing. Does Hollow Knight Silk Song come out this year? Because if so, I think there's a very strong chance. I don't know what other. I, I, what are the big indie Look, games? Look, here's the out? thing. Regardless, I'm going to say yes. No matter how many big ass games we have this yeah. year, of which we have many, our industry loves and the last to years, support the seen, indies, which yeah, is great. Seen, yeah. We've seen indies in the, the game of the year nomination. But like, yeah. I feel like last year was kind of a down year for AAA games, aside from like Elden Ring and God of War. The, the fact that we are so spoiled little bitches <laughs> that we could possibly <laughs> say it was a down was year. Was it not? No, for for triple A releases, we had triple War and freaking Elden Ring. Yeah, that was it. That's not a down year. Yeah, but I'm saying know, aside from I know, those. but yeah. like, thank you. Okay, oh Mr. God. Xbox, <laughs> <laughs> that's your fault. Down year, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was. But we had. Pentiment. I'm not saying it was a bad year overall. But when you're talking about like the bit, like and Horizon, what, like how many games on our top top ten for kind of funny were indie games? It was a lot. It was a lot. I think it was most. It was a great year. I'm, yeah, I'm saying last year was a great year. Yeah. Down year for AAA releases. When you remove Elden Ring and God of War. That the indie game that uh, is going to make the Game of the Year nomination at the end of the year is a game we don't even know about yet. Yeah, that's that's likely too. Yep. I'm going to say we're not going to. Uh, you know, mm-hmm, I'm trying to think, right? Because what? There's there's um, Zelda, uh, Spider-Man 2, uh, Resident Evil 4, um, Possibly Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It was another game I was thinking of. That well, I no, about. if Rebirth is in winter, that'll be after. I imagine Rebirth is going to get... It, it, if it comes out this year or next year, it's going to get cut off from nomination timing. Final Fantasy uh, so. 16. Starfield, thank you. I'm going to say no, because there's also Diablo 4, um, Street Fighter. I'm going to say no. Hades 2 is not coming out this year, by the, by the way, Chad. <laughs> It'll come out in early access. Yeah, Hades won't count. You say no. No indie game. In the game of the year things That's in the in the game awards game of the year category wow. no indie no. games yeah I, I'm saying yes but uh, it's it's we'll we'll fucking see man uh, will we hear about Metroid Prime Four no yes we have to we have to it's Nintendo Nintendo has <laughs> the Nintendo does what Nintendo does you know what I mean yeah NWD Nintendo they're gonna do it NWDs is that what they're called no WNDs weird Nintendo decisions yeah. Will Greg be Persona 5 this year? No. No. He said no, rhetorical question. And yeah, the answer is no. Will we hear the announcement of at least two new AAA Marvel games? I'm going to say no. Because so many have already been announced. Here's the thing. 
one of them that's going to be announced is Black Panther from EA because that's not that's been leaked and only reported. It's oh, that's announced. not been. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so we have the Captain America, Black Panther. Yeah, though. Yeah, the Amy Hennig Captain one. America one. But that's separate. It's separate. But there's a Black Panther open world game from EA that's that's happening. Yeah. So all we would need is one other. We need one. one other one. That Iron there's an Iron Man game that was officially that's already announced, so that wouldn't count. Yeah, I unfortunately don't think we're getting a Guardians two. Um. You don't think yeah, so? I don't know. Guardians two. I, I think. Oh was, yeah, you know those uh, all, all that whole shakeup wasn't there. Just Eidos and all that. I think that's it's all messy. I really wish we had one though. Triple um, A. Yeah, I don't think so. I think if anything, we get that Black Panther announcement this year, but that's it. Yeah, because there's because we might get smaller things, but the, that's not triple. Yeah, yeah, we'll get smaller yeah. things. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna keep it spicy, and I'm gonna say yes. Um, will there be a new Pokemon game this year? It doesn't have to be mainline. There will be DLC. That I expect will be announced within the next thirty days. When Jake Bakes Cake says it doesn't have to be mainline, are we talking like let's go Pokemon Pikachu. Cafe? <laughs> no, 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 no. He, I, I think sleep. Pokemon I think sleep. he's talking about one of the core, like Legends are the core branches. Right? So yeah, either a Legends, a remake, a Let's Go, or I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say yes. I mean, I think the DLC is gonna be very substantial. I think it's gonna be bigger than um, Sword and Shield, and I think that's gonna be their main release this year. Um, I do think that. I think the DLC we get is going to be based on Kalos, which is the X and Y region. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're actually going to get the whole region or something, but there's been a lot of people pointing out, like, there's hints in Scarlet and Violet uh, pointing towards that, and also where Scarlet and Violet, the re where Paldea is, you can perfectly see how it connects oh. to the Kalos region. Oh, shit. So I think that they might add a little thing there. That sounds exciting. Yeah, That's there's been, like, talk of Mega Evolutions coming back, things like oh that, so gosh. cool stuff there. Um, but I think that we are overdue for a return to Johto. I just don't know what that looks like. See, and that's, that's my thing is, are they sitting on uh, a, jo a Johto remake that's what, that was like the brilliant diamond and pearl? I hope not. That to me <laughs> like, is, I hope not that also. is worst case scenario for sure. Um, Do we finally get Let's Go Johto? I would rather Let's Go than the I would also diamond rather and pearl um, type games. Like I, I will say this right now. I'm actually replaying through Let's Go um, Pikachu again right now. Um, because I'm trying to catch the them all. Why are you replaying? Let's go. I'm Pikachu. trying to catch them all. Bless. Oh I need a God, living death for all of them. Okay? Are you playing with one hand? Uh, no, I'm playing handheld. I, I can't do that. I don't oh, like dude. that shit. Um, but like people overhate this game. I think that the art style is fantastic. Oh, dude, and I love Let's Go. So fucking good. There's some problems and it is dumbed down in some ways. But like overall, I like it. If we got a Johto, I'd be extremely excited for that. But I do think the more likely um result would be a Pokemon Legends. Ho-Oh -Oh or Lugia or Celebi. You think more likely? Yeah. I don't think that'll be this year. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Maybe early next maybe year. Maybe far out. Maybe a little further out. But I do think we're due for a return to Johto, and I, I imagine the Legends is going to be the... There's a lot of... You convinced me. I'm going to say no, because I think having the expansion pass be the thing this year would be a big move for them. That'd be smart. We'll see. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we get a Pokemon Presents in the next month. I hope that me and you are are here about 6 a.m. 6 a.m. <laughs> the thing is, Reacting. if we show up, it's not going to be exciting. Yeah. If we stay home, that's where we're going to get, gonna get exactly. the good shit. Exactly. Um, anyways, moving on from here, will we see Gen Design's new game? We fucking better. Do you know Gen Design? No. That's so Team Eco. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Masuda, Masuda, right? Yeah. Um, that's his new studio. They've been work. They um, are partnered with Epic. It's like they're making an Epic game. Um, and I'm going to say yes. I think it's time. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no on that Fair. one. Will we get an official reveal of GTA 6 this year? <laughs> Tim, what you think? Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Why not? 
We'll be so deep into the PS5's life cycle at that point. I'm going to correct myself. Ueda uh, is the um, key person at uh, Team Eco that's now uh, Gen Design. I want GTA 6 so badly. But I, it's just hard for me to believe. It's so hard for me to believe. I'm, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. We have to see it sooner or later. And then final... Oh, that's it. That's it. He said, thanks for playing. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Jake Fakes Cakes. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was what fantastic. A, what a fun. That brought, that brought up the spirit. That did. That After did. Low a, spirit day. We bummer news. Good question here. Just in time for our kind of funny day stream. We're going to have high spirits all day. Isn't that right, Snowbike Mike? Tim Geddes, you jabroni. Of course, we're bringing high spirits and a lot of fun because we get to play Mario together. I love that. Just a couple little things to close out the show. Let's do some you're wrongs. Let's see what we got wrong today, bless. Although I'm expecting absolutely nothing. Um, nanobiologist saying Bruce was in the credits for Tilu Part 1, the remake. Um, he gets a major shout out in the, the remake. Um, the, the id software composer Bled, uh, Bless was talking about was Mick Gordon. Who did I say? I said Marty Stratton. You said Marty, which like is Marty is the name of the Halo composer. Oh, that, okay. That makes sense. Um, no wait, no. Marty Stratton is an, is the executive producer and game director at Is Software. Marty's there is a, a Marty that's also the Halo component. Oh, there, there you go. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Halo. Otherwise, are we crushed it? Everybody, there anybody that's like, oh man, there are no, there are more AAA releases in twenty twenty two. I'm not seeing any of that. Okay, good, 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 good. There were though. Good. There were man, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Come on, man. Come I'm just on. saying. Look at look at previous years and their AAA releases. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember 2019 where we got Jedi Fallen Order, Control, Apex. You're gonna Legends. compare it to 2019. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking. Volume. I'm done volume. with you. I'm volume so is what I'm talking about. You. All right, is Elden Ring God of War better on all those games? Sure. I'm talking about volume and not Mike Bithel's volume. <laughs> uh next week we got monday greg and me tuesday me and bless wednesday bless and greg thursday bless and me and friday me and bless it is going to be a great time for everyone involved uh but not as good as the time as y'all are about to have today all right we're going to start off with some fun just hanging out getting into some mario and who knows what adventures await us um thank you for hanging out with us here uh until next time sorry and I'll play to serve you. <laughs>